Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If I have enough money, money is power. And I can use my money and my power and my influence to pretty much solve anything I want in my life, if I've got enough. But at some point as you move through life, you realize you you can't buy the medical care you need because there's no cure for you. You can't buy enough gifts for your wife that will offset your kind words to her. You're loving her. You're taking care of her. The, The gifts won't take place of you showing love. It will be very difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. These words from Jesus himself directly contradict what the world tells us. Today, Pastor Mark warns listeners against overvaluing material possessions in their life. Having earthly wealth can be dangerous because of the false sense of security and power it gives us. One that is completely devoted to Christ does not rely on worldly status to get them what they want. Do you have the proper view of money in your life today, or has it become a spiritual distraction? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he begins his message entitled, Following Jesus Leads to Rewards Now and Later. You can turn to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew. To be very honest, this week I had a a lot of difficulty finding something to teach on. And I struggled a lot with it. And uh, so I decided I got to give the Bible to you, but we're really not going to look at it much today. Here's what we're going to study. It's a very popular book. It's entitled, Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke, and How to Get Smart and Healthy and Rich. If you believe that, no. Now you'd say, Pastor Mark, are you kidding me? Is this, is this book popular? It's incredibly popular. The New York Times bestseller list. Now how can that be? Well, you're going to see how it can be. Now you know that I'm not going to teach you in that book today. Some of you go, man, that's what I really wanted. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. Matthew chapter 19, you're in verse 21. Jesus answered to the young man, you want to go to heaven? The young man said, well, I keep all the Ten Commandments. God, Jesus knew he didn't. So Jesus said this, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. Verse 22, when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. So we learned that Jesus said, well, the reason that you can't follow me is you have something 
between me and following me. And that something is your wealth, young man. If you're going to follow me, that can't be your God. Wealth isn't bad, but it can't be your God. You're going to have to get rid of that and follow me. Well, we notice when given the choice of giving up his money and surrendering to Christ, we see very clearly, verse 22, the young man heard this, he went away sad. Why? Because he wouldn't give up his money. He left grieve, still hoping somehow his good religious deeds would offset his bad. But Jesus made it very clear. No, you won't get to heaven that way. Salvation for you, rich young ruler, I'm sorry to tell you. Sorry, salvation for you is impossible. Because you won't obey and you won't surrender to the will of God. Well, that was a very interesting conversation because Jesus had his disciples. They had been for the past two or three years following him. They were watching his interaction with people. They were listening. They were looking at the applications of what Jesus was teaching. And this hit them right between the eyes. Now, this rich young ruler, as they watched what Jesus said to them, it went totally against what they believed. Now, let me bring you up to speed with that. And you're going to see something very quickly. Jesus is going to give them... A word that we're going to hear here in Melbourne and Vieira all day. It's the word truth. Look at verse 23. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, it's, it's difficult for a rich person to go to heaven. I'm going to give you some truths today to write down. Here's the first one. Truth. Truth. Take notes. It'll help you significantly. Truth. Salvation and heaven are impossible unless we follow Jesus. You see, the rich young man wouldn't follow. What kept him from following was his riches. That's what the teaching is going to be about from Jesus. But it doesn't have to be riches. It can be a girlfriend. It could be hurts from the past. It could be somebody you don't want to forgive. It could be you just want to do your thing and not God's thing. So I, I can't really go to heaven. I can't be saved. I can't get rid of my sins unless I actually follow Jesus. Following him is going to require me doing his will. Now, why does Jesus say, and notice, notice verse 23. This isn't to the crowd. This is his disciples. He says to his disciples, I want you to learn what just took place between this rich young ruler and me. You got to learn this principle. And as he starts, he knew one thing. You see, in those days, Jewish people, disciples were Jewish, Jesus was Jewish. The Jewish religious leaders taught this. If you're wealthy, if you have lots of possessions, it's proof that God's blessing is on you. So it was almost like if you were wealthy, it was an open door to heaven. That's what the Jewish people taught. That's what the disciples believed. So the understanding was, if you looked at people and they were wealthy, that they were wealthy because God's blessing was on them. It's an automatic door to heaven. Now notice what Jesus says. He says exactly the opposite. He said, it isn't a carte blanche into heaven if you're rich. In fact, 
it's very difficult. Well, what did he mean by that? How does that apply to us? Does that mean that there's, there's no poor people in heaven? Or there's no rich people in heaven? Well, if there was no rich people in heaven, then the Jews would have big trouble because in the Old Testament, we had Abraham, Jacob, David, Solomon. And in the New Testament, in a few weeks, Jesus is going to die. You know whose grave he uses? Joseph of Arimathea, a rich Jewish man. So the disciples are confused. Their whole life, as well as the Jews, they heard this erroneous teaching. If you're rich, you're into heaven because it's God's blessing. Jesus says, no, exactly the opposite. He said, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom. Here's another truth you want to write down. Truth, heaven will be filled with poor and wealthy people. Why will they be in heaven? They surrendered to the will of God. It's not a matter of rich or poor. That really isn't what Jesus is saying. But he is giving a great principle and illustration. What Jesus was saying was this. Beware of the danger of riches. That's all he's saying. Well, how does that apply in your life and my life? A pastor stood at the back door of his church, and he was greeting the congregation as they left after the morning sermon. A young boy came up to him, about 12, and he shook his hand, and he he whispered to the pastor. He said, when I'm older and I can play lotto, he said, and I win, I'm going to give you a million dollars from my winnings. Well, the pastor tried to be kind, and he said, that's that's very kind of you, but why did you choose me to get a million dollars of your money if you win? And the young boy whispered, well, on the way to church today, my mom and dad said, you're the poorest preacher we ever heard. (laughs) No comments when you leave the building today. Well, let me ask you a question. Riches, blessing or curse? Riches, advancement or hindrance? Riches. Advantage or disadvantage? What is it? Here's the answer. Riches can be a blessing or a curse, depending on whether the person knows how to handle them and what to do them, always in submission to God's perfect will. First Timothy chapter 6 gives us another warning. Look what it says. For the love of money, putting money before God, is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Here's the truth. It's very important you understand it, because sometimes when you see this from Jesus, you go, oh man, what's this going to be about? Here's the truth. Money or wealth is not the issue. The love of money or wealth is the issue. Jesus says in verse 23, I tell you the truth. Can we understand what that means? What is truth? Well, here's something very important. When I, when I talk about truth, in our world, the thing that's true is the word of God. Here's the next key you want to write. Truth, real truth 
never changes. The Bible has truth about how to raise our children. So I love teaching God's word. It simply never changes. Even how to handle money. I know from there how to do it. That's what Jesus is talking about. Now, and Jesus said to his disciples, truly I say to you, it will be difficult for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. Here's another translation from another version of the Bible. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I assure you, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Here's the third one. And Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you get the point? If you see those statements, it's not too hard to understand what Jesus says. Now think about this. If I learned that one truth, ask yourself a question. Would it, would it change my life? If I sat down this week, all week, myself, and I read that verse over and over and over and over again and said, God, what am I supposed to be doing in my life with that verse? Do you think it would have changed my life? Yes, it would have. It would change every one of your lives. That's why Jesus gave the verse. He isn't just throwing principles out. He says, in essence, it's very difficult if you pursue being rich to follow me. Whoa. Whoa. Because, well, does our world agree with that? Does the Christian world agree with it? Let me just bypass for a moment and just get, stop. Just, just a little time out quickly. We have a whole group of people that are going to go to heaven with us. They're called the name it and claim it. The major key of their doctrine, you know what the major key You'll see it on television all the time. God wants you rich. Now, main emphasis of the name it and claim it gospel, you'll see it on quote Christian TV, is God wants you rich. Jesus just said what? It's very difficult to follow Christ if you're rich. But God wants you to be rich. Do you get it? I don't have a bug here. Do you get it? Do you get it? It doesn't even make sense. And yet it's a huge, erroneous doctrine in the church. So then God wants me to be poor, right? No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I'm so glad, to be very honest, when my dad died, a pastor, my wife's dad died, our parents are all dead, they didn't leave us hardly any stuff. But they left us a heritage rich in following God. I don't care about the rest. It's not important. I love what my parents left me. So Jesus makes this statement, and then he follows it up with something very important. Let me give you a clue. In our world today, we have to be careful in our churches that we don't change truth. But we can update the presentation of it. That's why we have the video screens, the monitors. Jesus is now going to say, I just told you this. Hard for a rich person to get into heaven. Let me give you an illustration. 
And just look at me this morning, Vera, look at me. Let me give you a picture of a little needle. This is Jesus' PowerPoint. He doesn't have PowerPoint. He says, take a look at a little needle. And then he gives them a picture in their mind, as if it could be on the screen, of the largest animal there was in Jerusalem. What would that largest animal be? A camel. Well, let's read the verse. Look at his PowerPoint in verse 24. Again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Whoa. Well, I understand the words, but now I get the picture. I mean, needle, camel. Do you think they're getting the picture? Oh, they're getting the picture. Why would Jesus say something like that? Does he want us to be paupers? No, what he's trying to say is exactly what we have trouble with here in the United States. No different than those days. Commercialism, way different, but the principle of man's heart's the same. It's staggering when you look at verse 23 and 24. All over the world, it goes against everything that we kind of are driving and striving for. Listen to the common terms that we have in our commercialism. Upgrade, latest, newest, luxury, better, best, more, premium. Walk into Costco or Sam's. Walk down the first row. Their TVs are bigger than the screen now. That's supposed to go in your home. So you get one like that, you got to get a new home. Because you got to sit so far back, you'll be blind if it was in your... Am I right? And of course... You know, as you do it, it's got to be the 1080p. (laughs) So I need the updated, the new, the, that's the way our world is. Now, it's not bad to have a monitor or a LCD or a plasma. It's not what we're talking about. Now look at it. Here's the key principle. Write it down. Truth. If we are rich, getting into heaven is harder. That's a true statement. That's what Jesus is saying. Now, it doesn't mean riches are bad. No good thing will God withhold from us. God loves to give his blessings. We have all these blessings in life. But we have to be careful what our focus is. Let me give you this morning three reasons that riches are dangerous. Three. Number one, why are riches dangerous? Number one. Riches encourage a false independence and a false security. See, if I have enough money, money is power. And I can use my money and my power and my influence to pretty much solve anything I want in my life. If I've got enough. But at some point as you move through life, you realize you, you can't buy the medical care you need because there's no cure for you. You can't buy enough gifts for your wife that will offset your kind words to her. You're loving her. You're taking care of her. The the gifts won't take place of you showing love. So we have to be very careful because we have this false independence and security. The rich young man that said to Jesus, Jesus said, get rid of riches and follow me. No way. I'm not going to be dependent on you. I'm going to do life my way. It's a danger. It's a huge danger. Notice what Revelation 3.17 says. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. God looked down and he said this. And you don't know or realize that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Number two, 
Riches cause me to focus our attention and priorities on this earth and this life. When I have lots of stuff, my focus isn't on eternal things. Take your Bibles, put your finger right there, and turn back to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, just for a moment, quickly. Colossians chapter 3. You see, the Bible says where your treasure is, that's exactly where your heart's going to be. Where my treasure is, is where my heart's going to be. For the rich young ruler, his focus was on stuff right here. Oh, he knew there was an eternity, but he, he couldn't get his mind focused in the right priority. Colossians 3, chapter 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart or your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Then set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Does that mean I'm, I can't be a good employee? I'm not going to think about this world. I'm not going to take care of my children. I can't, I can't buy a, a, a new boat or a new set of golf clubs or something new for you later. No, not at all. But my heart and my mind have to realize that this time here is short. That time up there is much longer. It goes on, for you died, and when your life is now hidden with Christ in God, when Christ, who is your life, when he appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. You see, if I'm not careful, my stuff and the taking care of my stuff keeps my focus off eternal values. Number three, riches tend to make a person unsatisfied. They always want more. Now, that's true for any of us. I remember when I first got out of college, uh, I worked in a hospital in Detroit, uh, Henry Ford Hospital. And then I moved out to a smaller hospital. But Linda and I were just trying to get established, and there was nothing wrong with this. And as I began to get established in the field that I was at, I could work part-time and make a lot of money by the hour in retail. So I would work my 40 hours in a hospital and then work one or two nights a week in the retail, working five to nine or whatever. And, and I'd make all kinds of money doing that. Well, we did that initially just to kind of get over some expenses and things. And then pretty soon you develop this mental list of stuff you want to buy. And you begin thinking, well, that, that's only another four months of whatever, and we're going to have this. And then when you get there and you got that, the list has grown. I'm not talking to people who don't know what I'm talking about, am I? And it just grows. And pretty soon, this is what happened in Detroit. It's one of the reasons we left Detroit. In those days, I knew many people in the automobile industry in Detroit that worked seven days a week, 365 days a year. Because on Sundays was triple time. And they just, that was their lifestyle. You see, it's always a little more. How does money or wealth impact my spiritual walk? Today, Pastor Mark taught us that money and wealth is not the issue, but it is the love of these things that is the issue. Three separate times in Scripture, Jesus stated that it is difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not impossible, but difficult. Salvation is only possible by following Jesus. Have you let the material attractions of this world deter your devotion to Christ? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. How much of a distraction are the riches of this world? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will give three truths about how earthly riches can be dangerous. 1 Timothy 6.6 states, Yet true godliness with contentment is great wealth. The enemy is very cunning and deceitful in how he presents wealth as a solution to life's problems. Only God can provide the security and satisfaction you long for. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting